Today we're going to be looking at perseverance. And uh, we have been the last couple weeks walking through the book of Acts. And you may have noticed uh, that uh, as the church began to grow and move uh, around the world, uh, they had to deal with a lot of opposition. Uh, the good news of Jesus Christ was not good news for everybody at first, um, even though they didn't realize how good it was. And, and the response to these early followers of Jesus is uh, they received a lot of persecution. And yet, through all of that, they had to continue to move forward, to persevere. Um, I was uh, walking with a friend quite recently, uh, maybe one of the toughest persons I know, who has a spirit that just enables them to continue to go on in the face of very strange suffering that is deeply, deeply unfair. And the thought that I had just following that body was the power of persevering one moment, one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time, just to keep going when there are not answers and there is not clarity and there is not an obvious solution to problems that come and to keep going, to keep studying, to keep persevering. So this morning, uh, in the time that I have, I want to talk about perseverance. Robert Roberts, this is his literal name, Robert Roberts is a philosopher, and he writes that perseverance is similar to, but very different from courage. Courage is when you're willing to look directly at what you're most afraid of and keep going. You have kind of a fighting spirit. Perseverance is different than patience. Patience is when you bear with grace in a difficult situation that will simply take time. For example, if you're in a traffic jam, you just got to be patient. Or if you're in the line at Caribou Coffee, you just got to be patient. Or if you're waiting for pumpkin spice to come out at Caribou Coffee, you just have to be patient. It's going to come. Perseverance is different. It is different than courage and patience, and that perseverance flows out of a deep sense that there is meaning to the struggle. There is a point to it. One of my favorite uh, shows is a movie called uh, The King's Speech, and uh, it's a, a great little flick about uh, King George VI. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, he was uh, England's Prince Albert, and uh, through circumstance, he has to ascend to the throne but he has a speech impediment. And knowing that the country needs her husband to be able to communicate effectively, Prince Albert's wife, Elizabeth, hires Lionel Logue, he's an Australian actor and speech therapist, to help him overcome his stammer. And an extraordinary friendship develops between these two guys, and Logue uses very unconventional means to teach the monarch how to speak with confidence. And one scene that's really powerful, if you understand what's happening at it, um, Prince Albert has a headset on, and he's speaking into a microphone that's recording his speech. Um, and it's very difficult for him to be able to accomplish that. Uh, but the speech that he is reading, he is reading from a book of Hamlet, uh, Hamlet's very famous speech, to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it's nobler in the mind to suffer the stings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take up arms against them and by opposing to end them. In other words, the, the speech that he is reading is about words of, is it worth it? Is it worth it to struggle? This life, all of the pain, all the struggle, is there a reason for why I am here? 
Perseverance is about something more than just kind of finding resources within yourself to push through through life. It is, is there a reason? Is there a hope? Is there a meaning to what we do? Robert Roberts, again, Christian philosopher, writes in his book, The Strengths of a Christian, about perseverance, says, Perseverance requires foresight. You must be able to imagine a future. You know, little children often cannot persevere. It's part of why kids can't get married, uh, amongst many reasons. It is because a child cannot make a commitment to persevere with it. Uh, You have to be able to imagine what the future would look like. And a kid will sometimes just go to McDonald's and say, I want a happy meal. And mom, dad, if you give me a happy meal, I'll be the happiest kid for the rest of my life. And it's all I ever want. And it, you know, it struck me when I was thinking about that. I've had moments in life like that. Where with great emotion, I'll say, God, if you can just give me the answer to this problem, if you could just solve this issue, if you could just remedy this suffering, it's all I'll ever ask. But then again, tomorrow comes a new problem. So perseverance requires the ability to imagine, to see a future. Apostle Paul, all throughout Acts, perseveres through all types of difficulties, tribulations, and sufferings. Uh, One of the reasons for that is in Acts 19, he says this little uh, desire of his to someday make it to Spain. To make it to Spain. A lot of people kind of wonder, why does Paul want to go to Spain? Paul's passion in life is to present and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with every nation tribe. And in his mind, the last nation that he has yet to reach is Spain. So no matter the, the persecu- uh, persecution, no matter the tribulation that he goes through, he sees a future where the gospel gets presented everywhere and it keeps him moving through it. Perseverance also requires what Roberts calls a moral passion. I must see the goodness of being the kind of person who can honor the commitment that I make. Um, My wife, Heather, and I, uh, we have been married for over 25 years ago. And I remember way back when we first started dating in Bible college, um, uh, back when uh, we were in love. Well, we're still in love. But I mean, (laughs) back when we were first fell in love. Um, She's not here, thank God. Uh, um, Let's strike this video. (laughs) Get it up. Okay. But when we first fell in love um, and and started talking real seriously about relationships, we had one of those DTRs, the define the moment, uh, kind of a uh, define the relationship kind of moment. And uh, we began to talk real seriously about our relations. Both of us come from broken families. And so we had made the commitment very, at the very beginning, at the very start, regardless of what we go through, that we are going to stay committed no matter what. Uh, many of you know Bertrand Russell, very famous atheist. Uh, he writes about one time when he was out riding a bicycle and he realized while he's riding that he just doesn't care for his wife anymore. Just kind of a casual decision. 
And that was the end of their marriage. And he writes about it as though he had no responsibility uh, for maintaining love, no responsibility for being a person of commitment. Although love is just something like a cold, you just get over it. And he just writes about how he just went home and said goodbye. You know, a person who perseveres, recognizes the beauty, has a moral passion around being the kind of person that is able to honor that commitment. And then Robert says, uh, also, perseverance requires a strength of will. That weak-willed people are folks who just live on the basis of of just one impulse after another. Uh, Samson in the Bible uh, is always chasing his desires and his cravings to his detriment. Uh, Samson is a walking impulse disorder uh, poster boy. You see, when there has not been the cultivation of strength of will, it is impossible to persevere. Somebody asked Abba Anthony one time, lots of wisdom come from the Desert Fathers, and Abba Anthony is a uh, Desert Father from centuries ago uh, in Egypt. They asked him, if you want to please God, what do I need to do? And he said three things. First, whoever you are, always keep God before your eyes. Secondly, whatever you do, always live according to the guidance and teaching of Scripture. And third, wherever you live, do not easily leave. Do not easily leave. This relationship, this friendship, this place, this community, this church... This committed relationship. He doesn't say that leaving is never a possibility. Do not easily leave. And that is advice that we don't hear much these days. But to those who want to persevere, you must cultivate the ability of what might be called stick to itiveness. To stick to it. You know, one of the great passages in all the Bible is Hebrews chapter 12 that Pastor Sam just read for us. And the writer has been writing about others who have lived with great faith, who have lived lives of believing loyalty, who have persevered through enormous problems. And sometimes it is helpful to me to remember that I am not the only person in the world with this problem. And other people have suffered much, much, much worse ways. And they keep going. And it helps to remind me to think about that. And that's why the writer says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race That is marked out before us. Let us run with perseverance. Run with perseverance. And it's interesting to note. It's not the race that you choose to run. We often, so often here in life. Run after your passion. Follow your bliss. But the truth is in life. You do not get to set the pathways of your life and the circumstances that you will inhabit, and neither do I. There is a race that has been set before me, and it involves my body, my genes, my family, other people, the world in which I live. And there is a race that has been set before me, and I don't get to ask for the circumstances of my life. 
Here they are. This is my life. Will I run it with perseverance? And how do I do it? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So take a moment right now and consider the great cloud of witnesses, somebody from your past who inspires you with the ability to persevere. When I was thinking about that yesterday, I was looking at a picture uh, that was taken 25 years ago of my wife and I on our very first Sunday here at Mission Covenant Church. And it was taken by a gentleman named Tom Gerstenberger, who is now in blessed memory. And he is a part of that great cloud of witnesses. And I thought about the path that he endured. Uh, yesterday was his funeral service. And the difficulties and the struggles that he had to face in his physical life as he battled against the illness that eventually took him. And all the kind of challenges that he had to face. And I thought, you know, my friend Tom can do that. I can keep going one step at a time. One step at a time. So I keep my eyes on those people who keep moving one step at a time, one day at a time, even when it is difficult. And above all, I keep my eyes on our Savior Jesus, who did that, was resurrected, and now there is hope because of him. So wherever you are, don't easily leave. Stick to it. Persevere. Would you stand with me as we are dismissed? Father God, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for his willingness to come to this earth to show us how to love you and to love others and then go to the cross, taking upon himself all of our sins, all of our guilt, all of our shame, taking that all upon himself and having his body broken and poured out for us. God, thank you for his sacrifice for us. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins that is available through Jesus Christ and his work. But God, he did just did not remain dead. He rose again. And because he is alive, we now have hope. So God, help us to live every moment in the hope of that future. God, help us that wherever we're at, whatever struggles we're going through right now, whatever difficulties, whatever pain to know that you are with us and you will be with us through it all, throughout all eternity. God, help us to persevere. Thank you for those who have gone before us, who have shown us the way. Help us to be examples to the next generation. Help us all to persevere. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.